Namaste, this is Maya Tiwari, bringing you episode 8 of Women's Power to Heal Mother Earth. Today I would like to talk about creating, cultivating, strengthening our own inner harmony. In essence, if we are able to take control of our mind to the extent that we can in order to keep it in sync with natural rhythms, devoid of negative thinking, or at the very least not building on negative thoughts, then we'll be able to care for our overall health in a much easier and more accomplished way. After almost 40 years of practicing and teaching Wise Earth Ayurveda, I've come to understand that unless we can take charge of a mind entrained in positive, harmonious thinking, it matters not how many vitamins, how much physiological immunity building herbs and other supplements we take. They do help somewhat, but the most important key to good health, to mental wellness, physiological health, and the health of the world is when each one of us can take full responsibility for our mind and its functioning, its everyday function. Now we know that we cannot control the mind entirely, nor should we try. Nourishing peace in the Ahimsa tradition. We learn that peace does not depend on conducive conditions. Peace is about learning to transcend disharmony, disorder, disease and despair by reaching for that inner flame, the irrevocable, the incorruptible ir light that defines all living conditions when in a state of stasis. Ultimately, peace is about becoming comfortable with the carnal ground of toxic, noxious, rotten things. Only then, and then only, can we transcend the unsacred, the unspeakable evil operating in our world. But how can we become present to this global shift in consciousness? How can we shift this peace within the terrain of our own mind? We must understand that healing is a perennial process. The ever-generating energy of being whole, we are born whole. Wholeness is not a state of being free from disease, though. We are forever whole, 
whether we have disease or without disease, with despair or without despair, with pain or without pain, we are still whole. So peace is about the absolute freedom from all forms of disorder, including the present pandemic of coronavirus. Although we cannot avoid omnius trajectories and the given forces behind them, we do have a way of reigning in the mind to bring it into a state of mobility with harmony. The mind is faster than the speed of light. Therefore, it's also impossible to catch each and every thought. But when we are in the general area of negative thinking, we can catch it and we can rein it in. And we can use a sankalpa, an intent, which I have put together called the vow of ahimsa, which more than one million people have taken from my various tours around the world with the peace mandala. To engage and nourish peace, we must first heal the mind. Matters not what is happening around us. The surrounding environment will always have its vitiations, its impairments. It's not perfect existence. However, the path of Ahimsa heals the mind of peace. Ahimsa is more than non-violence. It is taking a quantum turn toward the place we never thought we can get to. That space of forgiving, of allowing ourselves to be humbled by the sheer volume of impossibilities that surround us. But you don't have to reach the maximum point of endurance to be humbled. For me, in my own experience of the last decade of being hunted and haunted by many unsalubrious, toxic things. I did go to the very edge of endurance to understand one simple thing, and that is, we are in charge of our peace. We are in charge of our inner harmony, no matter how much groups and others try to control our daily existence and lives. So much of it has been for me controlled and can be controlled by the outward forces. But how we respond takes us through an enormous journey of our own karmic resolutions, evolutions, and that which we need to bring attention to. But for each one of us, that journey is somewhat different depending on our own backgrounds and our own ways of traversing this journey. 
But as I said, ahimsa is much more than nonviolence. It is about that very infinitesimal, minute turn toward the place of inner harmony, but often looks like a quantum leap into the absolute abyss of the unknown. Whatever it is, it is not such a scary place as it may seem. It is, however, about letting go of whom we think we are, the ancestral past of wounds and glories, the unsacred that glares at us each and every day, the untoward goings-ons within our communities, our family, our homes, our countries. This quantum shift can happen immediately, instantly, at this very moment, if we can surrender to one overriding intent. And that I have put together in the vow of Ahimsa. And it goes like this. I take the vow of Ahimsa. I make inner harmony my first priority. I take the vow of Ahimsa in my thoughts, speech and action. Now this becomes the lens. It has been the lens for me for many, many years. Some 20 years before I became a target of very unsacred things. But because it was already entrained in my daily mind, it made my journey through a most arduous and torturous to some extent decade. It made that journey doable. I was able to survive that journey because in the mind, without my saying so, without my bringing it even more to conscious awareness, the vow had a melody, a rhythm, and a repetition of its own. This is what happens in Sankalpa. Sankalpa, the Sanskrit word meaning intent, but it's way more than the intent or sacred intent or personal intent. It is an oath we take with the universe that adds to the reality and truth of our beingness and our birth. This vow itself erodes obstacles that compromise the inner peace. The vow has changed so many of my own reactions and reflections during a most difficult period of time. The vow charges every breath with prana and reminds me every day to not squander the wisdom of inner harmony and to be careful of my words and my thoughts and my action. In particular, in my own self, my words. 
As soon as we hold firm to taking this intent, we begin to empty the chaos from within. Self-alignment begins, revealing hidden caverns of desires and fears, angst and weakness and hurt, insecurities that we try to hide from the world for fear of being judged. And of course, we are being judged. So those fears are not unfounded. However, we need to know what they are. Through the waking state and dream state, revelations of the unresolved bury themselves. Sometimes they may be overwhelming. Sometimes we may feel like disappearing, like dust into the earth. But then, bit by bit, the illusory presence of these fears and weaknesses and angst begin to crumble. The heart becomes freer and we are given an opportunity to heal. Successful outcome of healing is to realize that our natural state of peace does not come in a pretty package. It is critical to be present in the process of healing, however unexpected and challenging these junctures may be. The process is often hard to face because it is not pretty. It contains at the very core of it that part of our journey that is hidden, that is stuck, that is stale, that needs to be shaken loose and brazened out. Gosh, if we are able to face that part of our journey which is hidden, if we are able to unwrap it and say, I must do this, then we open spirit to find resolve. Let us then together invoke and evoke the power of the vow of Ahimsa, or what is called in Sanskrit, the Ahimsa Vrata. Challenges are plentiful, solution is simple. It is the same for all of us. Nourish peace. And by untethering the mind and doing the difficult work to create harmony within Ahimsa, just by being honest with ourselves, just by letting go, just by making that small, minute, quantum shift into from the mind of I can't do this, from the mind of I don't feel that I have the courage, I don't want to do this. Let us allay those minds and make that little tiny, tiny little turn toward the light that not only assures us that we can do it, but tell us that yes, we can surrender to this one intent, the vow of Ahimsa. Because when we take this infinitesimal, tiny, tiny little turn, the vow itself begins to erode the obstacles from our path. Just these words in your language, in my language, in the universal language of the God and Goddess, Understand this, 
words are irrelevant when it comes to understanding that it is the intent behind our words that form the healing, the blissful, blissful occasion to change what has been unchanging for generations behind us. I take the vow of Ahimsa. I make inner harmony my first priority. I take the vow of Ahimsa in my thoughts, speech and action. So be it. Tatastu. Peace be your journey as well.